Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Season 1, Episode 8 of TopCast, your service management podcast. Today, we're going to chat about how COVID is making businesses rethink the way they work and how agile techniques are becoming more important in this new hybrid way of working. Let's get into it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to our eighth episode of the season. We are back today with the one and only Yash Parikh, a familiar name to uh, the consistent TopCast listener. Uh, he's actually one of our inaugural guests here at TopCast. So Yash, welcome back. And I just figured I'd ask you right away, how are you coping with the celebrity status the last episode of the podcast brought you? <laughs> First of all, thanks, Brayden, for having me back on the show. I got to tell you, Brayden, um, people come up to me in the streets, so many autographs I have to sign. My hand is hurting from the fame that I'm receiving from this. So so thank you for that. Yeah, you're most welcome. I can only imagine. <laughs> Crowds of fans everywhere. All right, all jokes aside, I, I do want to check in with you. So how are you doing? I know uh, I saw on our, our portal last week, I guess, that you actually were back in the office. So what was it like being back in the office for the first time in a few months? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to tell you, that was um, it was really fun. But at the same time, it felt different. As you know, we're only limiting five people back in the office at once. So we were uh, the thing, but I believe there was four of us, five of us in the office, which you know wasn't the normal. But um, just glad to glad to have been back, glad to be around some people, even though we were keeping our distance the entire time. It just felt uh, felt good. It felt fun. Yeah, I totally agree. I was able to go in for a day uh, last week as well. It was it was really nice to be in an environment where you can like literally roll around and ask a question to somebody in person. It's a much easier thing to do. So yeah, I totally exactly. get that. And yeah, I like our uh, I like our approach to it too. Like having the like we use our our top desk um, self service portal specifically like the reservations management portion, and you know we're able to book in slots so that there's no confusion with anybody too. So I really like that as well, which is which is kind of nice. <laughs> All right, so if we're gonna jump into today's topic, I know it was kind of a of a a large broad topic, but we'll try and keep it as focused as we can. So we'll start off with um, the idea of hybrid working. So obviously COVID has changed the way we work that's you know a given um and this might actually end up being more of a permanent change with people opting to work from home and businesses across the globe just you know rethinking their business model and, and allowing for more you know remote work so what do you think about this and and how do you see this this trending in the future mm -hmm. uh yeah i'm really glad you brought this up i just recently did a webinar specifically on this topic of of uh, returning to work and and how hybrid working will affect our long-term working future and I, and I definitely think so while i was doing research for that for that webinar um i definitely think that it's something that more businesses are going to uh, gravitate to to for a longer period of time even after covid um let's speak about top Desk specifically even at top Desk canada we did a survey with our team and our team was pretty much on the same page that Despite, you know, even when COVID is done and everyone's allowed to be back in the office, we still want to experiment with a hybrid approach where we're in the office for three days and at home for two days. And according to industry research, a lot of people feel that way. And that's because you can you can optimize on the best of both worlds that way, because remote working for a lot of people helps people focus, helps you stay on track, et cetera, et cetera. It's convenient, no commuting. 
Um, but working in the office is, is more fun, it's easier to collaborate, et cetera, et cetera. And so people want the best of those, those two worlds. And so I expect a lot of companies are going to be um, experimenting with this hybrid working approach, whatever that may be for them. For some companies, it might be four days in the office, one day at home. For some, it might be three, two, two, three. Whatever it is that works out for those companies, I think more of them are going to experiment with it and be open to it. Yeah, definitely. And one of the things that I that I think will be interesting, I guess, moving forward as more companies like adopt a, a work from home style um, is, I mean, at Top Desk, we're, we're a fairly like uh, flat organization, I guess. So we're able to, you know, adjust to things fairly quickly, which is which is very nice, obviously. But in some organizations, it's going to be tougher for um, more, I guess, managerial positions or, or leadership positions to uh, wrangle their team and, and make sure everyone's on the same page. So uh, how do you think organizations specifically like talent leads, we'll call them, uh, can can help get um, the most out of their team? Yeah, yeah. And that's a good that's a good question, Brayden. There's a multitude of ways really that you can go about it. And it all depends on your team culture, your working style, et cetera, et cetera. So something that I thought of was um, if I was a manager, I would dedicate specific days where let's say I say that Tuesday is gonna be the, the day where my entire team is in the office, for example. I would dedicate specific days where um, those are all collaboration days within the team so that everyone's able to kind of get on the same page and regroup at least once or twice per week. And then every other day is sort of like a flex day where you can either choose to work from home or choose to work from the office. And that way you have, um, you kind of prioritize your calendar in order to fit the things that you need to when you're in person on that specific day. Something else that I would do is um, there's lots of great, great tools that we've been using during this remote working time to help us collaborate. Like Teams is more, Teams has been one of them. Uh, we're using a Miro board for our, um, for our standups and stand downs. And even Topdesk actually, you can use Topdesk planner and Topdesk um, tasking tools to really organize amongst your team when you're working from home. Yeah, I, I think a lot of those sort of digital tools are going to be vital to uh, the success of any organization as we go forward with this stuff for sure. And I, I think the other thing, we've, we've also touched on it uh, a little bit with some of the answers you gave and, and some information I was leading toward as well, um, but the idea of agile working. So uh, for our listeners, uh, would you mind kind of explaining what agile working is and, and, and what exactly uh, you know companies can do to get there? Yeah, yeah. So agile, at least the way I view it, technically in software development, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a working approach where you're developing requirements and solutions through um, just like collaborative efforts of self-organizing and cross-functional teams. Um, it's also used in project management, and essentially the goal is to deliver value to the customers faster and with uh, fewer headaches, essentially. Um, and the thing that the big differentiator between agile teams and non-agile teams is that instead of delivering everything all at once, agile prefers to deliver things in a small but consumable uh, increment. And so this applies to software development, but it also applies to project management. Is there is there another sort of application for something like a service department? So if they were if a service department is trying to deliver the best, you know, the best service they can, is there a way that they can start to work agile as well? So with service departments, um, essentially it's the same as any other organization. The way they can use agile is um, 
by just making sure that all their teams are not working in silos. And this is an ITIL 4 principle as well, making sure that your teams have transparency and collaboration amongst each other. So let's just say IT, HR facilities, these are all your service departments. You want to make sure that because you're going to have processes where you're going to have to collaborate on. For example, a new employee comes uh, to your organization, most likely IT, HR facilities are going to have to work together. And so Agile says that you should have cross-functional teams where transparency is key, communication is key, and you're not working in silos. And so that will definitely help all those collaborative processes and just make your process a lot more efficient. And you're able to deliver a lot more value to your employees and your customers. And in your in your experience, I guess, working with TopDesk and as a, a service management consultant, have you um, come across or worked with an organization um, you've seen a drastic improvement with uh, as they've shifted to a more agile way of working? Mm, so uh, what I would say is in terms of their maturity, a lot of customers have gone from firefighting to a more of a proactive approach to their service department. Um, and that just comes with making sure they're all standardized, making sure um, they have uh, answers to a lot of commonly asked questions, making sure transparency and collaboration is key so that they're able to work easier with other departments within uh, within their service departments. And so those are just a few of the ways that customers have really begun adapting sort of an agile way of working where they're more so on their feet and they're less rigid and they're more, uh, they're easier, it's easier for them to, uh, to be on their feet and be flexible when changes uh, arrive. And so the Topless tool helps a lot with that because just standardization becomes easier but also processes and their internal cultures is a big, big factor when it comes to adapting the agile type of uh, working. So that definitely makes sense, Yash. Are there any are there any drawbacks to, to working agile? So from an organization who's working in silos right now, is used to working in silos and, and uh, is able to deliver, you know, service that uh, makes their customers happy-ish, we'll say. Um, what are the drawbacks of sort of changing and adapting to the agile way of working? Yeah, and I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier as well. One of the key drawbacks would be just is your company culture ready for for this type of uh, for this type of change? Now, this is you could say it's a drawback or it's just an obstacle that comes in your way of of adapting to more of an agile way of working. Uh, whatever whatever terminology you use, it is something that is going to be challenging, and so and so it's not like a company will just start working in a completely agile way overnight. It's important to look at um, the agile fr uh, principle and look at frameworks within agile. So for example, at TopDesk, we follow the Scrum principle within agile. It's a framework that essentially allows us to structure our sprints and make sure we deliver work in consumable amounts, but that didn't happen overnight. It's, it's small increments that we took um, to kind of get to where we are in terms of using the Scrum framework. And so for every customer, it's important that you look exactly at what framework or what agile principle you want to adapt, and then make sure you're only adapting things that are actually beneficial to you. It's not, you don't have to adapt every little thing of agile in order to work in a completely agile way. Even at TopDesk, there's a lot of agile um, techniques that we don't use because they're just not beneficial to us, or we just don't find that much value in it. So it's important to discern for yourself what it is that will deliver value and what it is that won't and take those slow and steady steps to to get there and slowly change your organizational culture to, to fit this new type type of working 
And if you if you could try at least, I know it's going to be a bit of a challenging thing, but if you could uh, sort of build the bridge between hybrid and agile working, um, maybe in describing how we use it here at TopDesk, uh, what does that bridge look like and how do hybrid and agile, you know, working styles meet? So in terms of hybrid working, um, at, for example, at TopDesk Canada, we're thinking more about well, currently we are working hybrid, so a couple days of the week we're, we're at home and a couple days we're in the office. Um, not everyone at once, of course, only about five of us a, in a day. And uh, we also work and we do our sprints, um, of course, every two weeks. So we are finding ways to do sprints um, on every two weeks using uh, digital tools because we're obviously not gonna be all in the same place when we're doing these online sprints. So a quick example is we've used Microsoft Teams um, and the Kanban planner within the Microsoft Teams specifically over the last couple months to ensure that even if we're remote or if we're in the office, everyone will individually get on their own laptop, log in Teams and make sure that they're present for when we do our sprint using this particular Kanban board in uh, in Microsoft Teams. And that way, it's just one of the ways that we're working um, collaboratively, despite some of us working at home and some of us working from the office. So that's how they can really intertwine and work hand in hand. Do you have any final tips for our listeners who are, you know, maybe struggling a little bit with some of the obstacles we discussed in this episode today? And and uh, do you have any tips for them to sort of help them make a change and, and or take the first step to making a change in their organization? Well, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it, really. Um, in terms of working in a more agile way, I think the best thing to do is just to start looking at what it actually means to work in an agile way because there's so many different frameworks within Agile that a company could adopt. And so it's important to, to do your research and really figure out um, why these things are done. Like it, it's cool to say Agile, yeah, we should work Agile, but it's important to figure out why it would work for your organization. So do the research uh, beforehand, Put the, invest the time in upfront and really learn about what it is. And then you can pick and choose exactly the pieces that you think will work best for your organization. So I think I already said this once, but it's not... It's not as much. It's not as important to incorporate everything about agile as it is to, to determine what exactly works best for you and incorporate those little things um, to slowly make that transition. Yeah, this episode was awesome. Thanks for taking the time and explaining uh, a little bit more about you know hybrid and agile working. I think it's a lot clearer for me, and hopefully, it's clearer for our listeners as well. Um, thanks to our listeners for listening. Uh, and as always, we have more content on the way. Uh, we're almost actually at the end of our season, so two more episodes left. We've got episode nine coming out in two weeks with uh, the fun-loving Taylor Swift enthusiast, Tom Walting from the Netherlands, joining us to discuss uh, some leadership strategies to get the most out of your team, something we uh, kind of touched on today. So for those uh, who are looking for some leadership strategies, stay tuned to the next episode. If you found this useful, insightful, or just plain helpful to listen to, feel free to like or comment on the episode. And if you don't, well, they're only going to get better. Social media handles and links are down below. Take it easy, everybody.